Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Why would you want to get with that there was one cat, this one cat, Carly's telling him to do something. It's all Joker's crew, but now she's the boss. So she's telling him to do something, and then he goes, oh, and then uh, after doing that, I can come see you, right? And she's like, what? And he goes, oh, nothing, nothing. And she's like, are you making a move on me? It was funny. <laughs> but it was a lot of action. It was, it was. Um, they say it's like two hours, but I took it in an hour, and I was listening to everything, and taking my time i think if you fuck up a lot yeah it, but it, i'm a pro at that game <laughs> <laughs> did you you played it as um batman the entire time or do you play it as robin and batman you switch between them which was sick because this was the only time you could play both as characters. robin in a storyline you know cool. what i mean and, and that was cool and robin's sick because he has like a um like a bow oh nice. and he's just like pow, 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 pow. um but yeah basically batman gets abducted mm. oh yeah then, that's uh, right yeah i saw the trailer for that yeah, and you go in, Robin's like investigating what the fuck happened. So that's what you do. But then like you go in and then you you um you find Batman's belt laying there. Mm. And then it it flips back to Batman. And then you go up to the point to where he loses that belt. And then you go back to Robin, which I thought was cool. It it blended really well. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, it was fun. I mean, it was more Arkham City. It was uh it it was cool because it was action-packed. Some of the things you had to do were pretty interesting and, and kind of challenging because there were snipers and shit. You know? yeah. um, but you had to be really stealthy. Yeah. Oh, one thing, and I didn't even mention this in the review, but one thing, you couldn't explore Arkham City. You were stuck in that oh. little joke, Joker part, which kind of made sense for the DLC, but it was yeah. like when you're so used to... Yeah, when you're so used to the, the yeah. vastness of Arkham City, yeah. Yeah, but um, all in all, man, that was pretty yeah. sick. Dude. Yeah, I still have some credit on my um my PS3. I may have to get that. Uh, I say up. get it. Yeah, yeah, I say get it. Because yeah. you know, um, I I actually played through it at a friend's house. I haven't even beaten the game yet. Yeah. 
Well, see, you know, for me, I got that PSN card. I didn't even my money, so what the fuck? It's gonna be free anyway. What the fuck? I think it's like, I think it's like ten, ten bucks. I think. Yeah, I think most of the DLC is like nine ninety nine. It's worth it. I, I thought it was. I thought it was well, really. Arkham, fun. I mean, more Arkham City. I mean, exactly. Dude. <laughs> can you really put a price? Can you put a price on excellence? <laughs> they can. It's ten bucks. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, we came up with one, so here's a shot. Here's ten bucks. Exactly. <laughs> all right. All right. Welcome everybody to uh, podcast number seventy-eight. Yes. I took a little. Uh, took a little vacation there. So. Uh, We've decided to bestow our uniqueness and creative and just overall positive aura shit to you guys. Shit, I'm just here to bullshit. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I'm I'm just here to have a good time, man. I want them to understand that because it's free, we're bestowing upon, we're bestowing knowledge upon their lives. Dropping knowledge bombs on bitches. A <laughs> uh, um, couple quick things we wanted to kind of throw at you was uh, you might have noticed uh, some changes on the website. Uh, we're not doing as many stories. We've actually kind of cut back on some of the stories that we're doing, mostly because we're trying to do quality versus quantity. Yeah. And uh, and it, it I think – for me, as far as the way the site's been going, and we've been doing this for about a week or so by now, um, I feel it's actually going. It, it seems it seems a lot cooler. I like the site. I, I like it. I like it more on the site, and then also just because for me, I mean, I can't I can't speak for Steve, but I'm it's probably the same way. Um, you, you're rushing to get seven out, yeah. and it starts to get you either getting tired. Or you're busy, so there's going to be a couple of them that are just like, "Oh, look, this is cool. Goodbye," <laughs> you know. And it's kind of like filler bullshit. Yeah. You know. Now I now we can focus more on on what we were really actually like. talking. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, I I like it in this aspect because all of the day's stories are still on the main front page. So if yeah. you scan the whole front page, you still will get everything that we have that we've posted. Maybe a layover of the previous days. So I don't think any much of the stories get lost in that aspect. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, for those of you keeping keeping score, we have a new contributor on the site, a uh, Stephen Prevenas. He's uh, coming to us from Wisconsin, and uh, he's. Uh, He's doing. Um, he's been a contributor. He's doing a. Um, I actually kind of like the, the the main his main piece that he's doing on Wednesdays. He's uh, basically going. He's listening to various podcasts and kind of doing a review of them and saying, you know, why I think you guys should like this and here's where to start. I thought that was a cool little aspect. Saying this is what yeah. it's about. Um, oh yeah, and if you if you're looking for a place to start, here's a good place to start. And then yeah, I, re- I really, I really dug it too. I thought, I thought it was just quality, man. Yeah, help me out too, because I'm always looking for fucking podcasts. Yeah, I know, because he had asked me. He's like, I don't know if you guys do this, because I know you guys have. I'm like, I go, we would, but half the time we're stuck doing all the other main stuff for the site. You know, it's like it's kind of hard to, you know, we keep trying to do different stuff, but when you know it's th- just the two of you, you know, yeah. it tends to get a little like, ah, oh, I don't have time. Um, but yeah, and he also does some, uh, he did one article this week about Bigfoot and then, uh, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. I love that. Yeah, one. it was. And the Technicolor engineers. I love just the uh, Technicolor engineers. You <laughs> see what you did there. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's 
really is you can see by his writing he's a really good style and I, I think you guys should check him out uh, you'll find his stuff under the Lazy Geek staff and uh, eventually he'll have his own byline because I, I imagine yeah. it won't be too long before that um, and uh, your last chance your last chance if you if you held on the dream to go to Comic Con this year <laughs> if you felt that you needed to go this year well, your last chance was on the 31st. Because that's when Comic-Con decided to resell all the badges that were canceled or uh, or returned for the last opportunity. I think there was only like 5,000 total. Yeah. And they sold out again in like two hours. But uh, yeah, they went on sale and I, I checked because we're not going this year. And uh, we've uh, I, I've kind of looked at it. And, you know, it just followed the same rules, but... Of course, you had people that are like, fuck this shit, man. I mean, this is bullshit. I wish people people <laughs> that could go wanted to go and, and still could get tickets to go except for this bull. It's like, dude, if you would have gotten tickets, then you would have been happy. Oh, everything worked fine. Like, you see those other guys are like, oh, it worked beautifully. I got my tickets and I'm out the door. It's like, shut the fuck up. It's, it's funny because if, if they got their way, yeah, there would be you wouldn't even be able to get in. Yeah, I know. Because there'd be so many people there. You gotta have There's something called fire code. <laughs> you just let everybody who wants to go in and and they have to pass this uh, American Ninja test to get yeah. the door. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what they're saying is I should be going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not. They don't care about everybody else. They fuck, they want they want to go. They want to go. Yeah. Bitches. Dude. Oh man. Oh, and um. Uh, I don't know if a lot of you know, and I know Adam wants to know. July 15th, the release of the Avengers Blu-ray. But on top of that, we I actually, when we originally announced the release of the Avengers, there was a rumor. There was a rumor that Marvel was going to do a 10-disc, six-movie set right. of the Avengers. And because I actually thought, hmm, that makes a whole lot of sense because why wouldn't Marvel want to capitalize on that? And um, so I, I, I mentioned it. Of course, this past week it's come to pass. Amazon is already taking pre-orders for what's called Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 1 Avengers Assembled. 10-disc Blu-ray limited edition sets coming out the same day as the Avengers hits uh, hits uh, stands. It's You're going to get... Uh, the Avengers, Blue, uh, Blu-ray, DVD, and Blu-ray. You know, Captain America, First Avenger, Thor, Iron Man 2, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man, a bonus disc, the Phase 1 archive. So in essence, it's probably going to be a whole bunch of extra shit from all the other discs. And then the collectible package with exclusive memorabilia from Marvel Cinematic Universe. Looks fucking sick. It's going to be sexy. Absolutely. Ten discs. I was like, I know. I'm. I look at it then. I go, fuck. But I got them all on Blu-ray, so you know, I just buy them. I don't. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't have any of those fucking movies. Oh, that's right, huh? I'm gonna buy that fucking set. Dude. There you go. That's right. Yeah. How much? How much was it? They drop a price on it? Um, no, they didn't drop a price on it. But you know, we here at the Lazies, we can just hop over to Amazon. <laughs> And check yeah. out what because we're so professional. Yeah, we're so no one else. No one else can do that. No, no, because well, that's that's the whole thing, you know, thinking so you don't have to, you know. That's right. Yeah, Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> You're doing it too. <laughs> there it is, Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they're going. Where is it? There it is. 
153. That's not that bad. That's dude. actually not bad for ten, for six movies. Yeah, 153. That's not that bad at all. Yeah, that's pretty good now. So that's going to be sick, though. If if I didn't have the movies on Blu-ray, I would get that. But It also comes with a copy of Daredevil to use as a coaster. <laughs> 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 That's right. And for if you're into skeet shooting, comes with a copy of Electra. Oh, they don't even make those anymore, man. <laughs> God, I remember that. God, when I was like, going, yeah, they're gonna give Jennifer Garner a role movie. I'm like, no, Daredevil was so bad. What are you doing? <sighs> Jennifer Garner, she's cool and all, but not for that shit. She's oh. just <laughs> straight bitch. No. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want to have sex with you, but not for this role. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Aff- she can play and- a role. No, I'm scared. <laughs> and Affleck doesn't even have her dress up as Electra. Oh, damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I'd have her dress up like Electra. I'd dress. That's, that's okay. I'd have her dress up in one of those outfits she did in Alias. Uh. <laughs> Uh, I never liked that show. <laughs> I didn't I thought like it was... either, but like sometimes they have her dress up in some of these outfits. I was like, okay, <laughs> maybe I'll, maybe I'll watch. No, I just usually was like, oh, hey, hold on, oh, she's starting to talk. Click, click. You know, kind of like you do with porn. <laughs> yeah, fast yeah. forward that bitch. <laughs> all uh, day, all day, every day. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. True play away. I'm <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> All right. How about we jump into some news? Let's do it. All right. Well, after weeks of speculation, this shouldn't come as any real surprise, but it was revealed the original Golden Age Green Lantern, Alan Scott, will be coming out in the pages of Earth 2, Issue 2. The character, which was created 70 years ago, will arrive in Hong Kong and be met by his boyfriend. There isn't been much. There's been a much hype about the character that was going to come out as gay, but his obvious choice was someone in the Earth Two line. "Quote: He's very much the char- character he was. He still is the. He's still the pinnacle of bravery and idealism. He's also gay." Writer James Robinson told the New York Post Friday. He, the only downside is of his being young is we lose his son Obsidian, who's gay. So I thought, why not make Alan Scott gay? That was uh, that was the seed that was started. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> it's an idealistic depiction of society. He said, "You you have to you have to move with the times." He's a Type A personality who doesn't hide in the shadows. I hope he's a positive figure. If there's some guy out, some kid out there who's reading comics and who's worried about the person he is, maybe it'll give him a positive sense of who he is. Or maybe a different uh, different kid will read it and decide. I don't need to bully someone of um, some some kind of kid in school. Personally, I don't care one way or the other if the character is gay or not. To me, if the character is written well and their sexual orientation doesn't need to be addressed in every issue. Most people seem to have a positive view of the story while others seem this as a publicity stunt to get people to check out the book. I think it's time that characters in the comics reflect the diverse culture that we have in the real world. Just why do they need to uh, be shoved in an alternate universe? If you really wanted to make a true statement, make someone in the main universe gay. Then you will show people that it's okay to be different. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, like even like when Grant Morrison did the action comics with the Black Batman, it was in an alternate universe. Uh, Black Superman, sorry, in an alternate universe. And I was like, well, why don't 
if you really want to push this thing and not just ride the coattails of oh this is this is topical, make it in the main universe. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, for me. When I hear about, I mean, I'm happy that society is moving towards that way because it's, you know, tolerance and that's always good. But it, they're, they blow it up so much. Like, look, he's gay. That's a, that's almost discrimination, <laughs> you know, cause you're like, who cares? Yeah. Like I saw something interesting that kind of rings true too is I saw a statement that says saying it's gay marriage is discriminating in itself yeah. because it's just marriage. Yeah. You know. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's cool. I think it's great. Maybe there's, you know, I'm sure there's comic book fans that, you know, might be, you know, homosexual, whatever. They they can look up to somebody. That's great. You know, I mean, whatever. I'll read the fucking thing. I don't care if he's gay or not. Yeah, it does. The story's legit. The story's legit. Just because he's there too doesn't mean I'm not going to read issue number two. I mean, I'm going to read it. You know, and just and and see how it plays out because, like, for me. Like one of the big things is like remember when uh, well I don't know if you remember but like when Ellen came out on her when she had her own show. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, when she came out, it was all like, oh yeah, hey, cool, blah blah blah. And but the reason the series fell off afterwards is because every episode addressed the fact that she was gay and her trying to you know deal with it. it's like going can't you just kind of make it this is a person who just happens to be gay. You know, yeah. it's, it's like, you know, can't this be a person who just happens to be black or just happens to be Hispanic? You know, or I remember Irish. when 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 Ellen came out, I was young and uh, that was when I first realized that anybody gave a shit. <laughs> like she she came out. I forget how old I was. I think it was like a preteen. And and um, and I was watching it and I'm like, what is she talking about? My mother told me, you know, she's gay or whatever. And I go, why does anyone care? Yeah. <laughs> why are we why is it on TV? You know, so I didn't like that show that much anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Moving right along. Um rumors of the PlayStation 4 being a download only console lacking any form of physical drive have been floating around for a while now. These rumors were also attacked by all sides it seemed by most gamers that felt it was a bad idea. Well, those that dislike this idea can sleep a little better at night. As reported by the Wall Street Journal, according to, quote, people familiar with the matter. <laughs> Wall Street Journal can just do whatever I, I the fuck how, they want. I, yeah, I wonder how those people's cards are. You know, when they hand them out, yeah, my name is uh, Roy Robinson. I'm a person familiar with the matter. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, well, come right along. Yeah. Um, Sony did indeed consider the idea of a discless PlayStation 4, but scrapped the idea for a few reasons. One when you said discless, reason, I, sorry. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I know. Let's keep it together, man. <laughs> One reported reason was the inconsistent internet speeds across the globe. With a system that would rely on a steady internet connection for mm. all of its content, Ooh. Sony would be shutting out a lot of people in countries that don't have all that great internet service or people that can't afford you know, top-of-line shit. Yeah. Um, then there's the wildly unpopular PSP Go, Sony's <laughs> first trek into a download-only format. With an inability to play previously purchased UMDs, new releases coming out weeks after disc versions, and the already popular PSP 3000 on the market, the system was doomed to fail. Why Sony didn't see that from the start has always baffled me. Sony is always brainstorming new and innovative ways to develop their technologies. If this report rings true, then I'm happy Sony decided against the download-only model. If they would have 
went for it with the place <laughs> with the PlayStation 4, it would surely lose a big footing against Microsoft and Nintendo. I'm sure they were brainstorming it when the PSP hadn't come out yet, yeah. the PSP Go. Well, that's what I was thinking because you know how they're always uh, conceptualizing shit way before it, e- it ever makes it to even the demo stage. And uh, I, I was when you were saying that, I was thinking that too. Like this could have been like right around the time that they were ready to launch the PSP Go, and then mm-hmm. just saw that. <sighs> that it was, you know. I mean, because yeah. let's let, let's be real too. Sony is always innovating. I yeah. mean, they're always coming up with new ideas. They're always you know, to so. piss you off, but at the same time, <laughs> it's, it's it's evolving. It's taking it to that next level. But you know, I mean, as a as a player, I would have been pissed if the, yeah. if the four just went. Oh yeah, it's downloadable only because I would have been like, fuck you. Where I think a discless format would work is the portable systems. Even though the PSP Go didn't work, I think it was too early in the game for them to do it, and they implemented it really fucked up. Yeah, Like, the new releases weren't coming out on time, the pricing was fucked up. I think the pricing should be cheaper. You're not buying a damn box. Exactly, and also, too, if you keep, the, PS, um, the PSP was still selling well, exactly. and that was a big problem because you know, because it's like, going, well, I still have the PSP. There's games for it. I, you know, and people are like, going, oh, well, I can get more on this than I can on that. Why would I go to the Go? I think if they had done the PSP Go now, that would have been a different story. But yeah, too. Also, too. Yeah, you don't fucking need to spend, you know, fifty bucks on a game when you have nothing to physically touch. Yeah, because I think download only. Because when and it I remember happen. we were discussing this. It yeah. will happen, of course. It, but I, I, we were discussing this when the PSP Go came out. And I remember saying, I love the idea, but no one is ready for it. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. You know? And the PSN was junk back then. Like, it, yeah. it never really worked all that great. Yeah. So. I mean, they've made innovations and they've, they've, they've excelled and, and things like that. But I think it's, it just was, yeah, too, too early in yeah. the stages. And I, and they, you know, that, that it happens. Yeah. I mean, and. You don't it, know it until you do it, you know. Exactly. And that's exactly. why they're like, okay, so that didn't work, so let's go ahead and put the let's put the optical drive back in. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put my PSP Go on top of my LaserDisc yeah. player <laughs> 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 and my Betamax. <laughs> oh man. Well, shortly after Comic Con 2011 finished and the fiasco that was pre-registering for 2012, remember that? And kept yeah. seeing the tweets for like, oh, it's nine o'clock. Oh, it's sold out. It hasn't even opened yet. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, there have been rumors floating around about pre-registering for 2013. This makes this made sense, as people were attending the 2012 event are possibly planning to look to get tickets for the following year's event. Since we posted the rumor of the possibility, there had been no on-site registration for 2013. It appears that the it and it's been the number one viewed post on our site for nearly 11 months. However, it seems that the rumor has finally come to fruition. According to San Diego Comic-Con unofficial blog, it seems that people that have already received their passes, or a few of them, were directed to a survey that asked them what they thought would be the most fair way to get tickets to people who wanted them. Up until 2011, you were able to pick up passes uh, the following year on site, and they were generally sold throughout the con for a majority of the day, as to let fans... Uh, pick up passes during lull hours of panels or merchandise shopping. However, it seems that last year they tried to restrict the number of passes allotted and held it off-site to allow for more people to try and get passes during the hours allotted. Last year's pre-registration had fans lining up in ridiculously long lines that would open up at 9 to 11 each day of the con. 
via Twitter, they would announce that the passes were sold out and as the tweets would normally be generated hours before the offsite location even opened. I know this because I was there and monitored Twitter to see how fast these 5,000 daily passes would disappear. In the in the in the email Comic Con sent, they said, "quote Because of the sheer number of people who want to register for, um, at the show for the following year, we had to move 2012 pre-registration off-site to accommodate the lines of the people and allow space for additional registration requirement. Our plan in 2011 to have pre-registration open um, area open from 11 uh, until 11 a.m. each day or until the allotted." allotment of badges were sold was an effort to allow people to enjoy the show and not have to spend the entire day in line for badges unfortunately even the changes and a larger facility we could not accommodate every attendee who wanted to purchase a badge for comic-con 2012 and we did not and we did not avoid having long lines of people waiting to purchase those badges comic-con has decided not to offer on-site pre-registration for a 2013 show instead we are uh, we plan to offer those who attend comic-con 2012 a special opportunity to Purchase a 2013 badge after Comic Con. Before you start screaming bloody murder over um, bloody murder <laughs> over how this will be unfair for people who have never attended, SDCC has always been good about having limited number of passes available for pre-registration while retaining the bulk of the passes for open registration. However, if you didn't get a pass, they will scream unfair until they get a pass. This year, open registration seemed to be most um, to be at most fair. They seem to restrict the number of people that bypasses um, to bypasses only to sell them online. So they restricted the number of people by having member ID numbers. Now this is this is kind of good and bad news all the way around. Good news means you won't have to plan one morning to sit in line for next year's event and miss out on getting into any early morning panels like The Walking Dead. The bad news is the odds of you getting a pre-registered pass for next year may have just shrunk. Now, I don't know. I'm bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's really a fair way because I, I to be honest, I think it's fair for what it is. Yeah. You know, and and if every the, to to most people, fairness would be everybody gets one. You just can't do that because yeah, you know, like we said earlier before, the you know, there's this thing called fire codes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you, you just unless it's going to be outside. Yeah, which would blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a swap meet. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have Comic Con at Petco Park. All the panels are outside. Yeah, that's gonna work out well. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be uh, awesome. I might get better reception on my fucking phone. Yeah, <laughs> that's just true. saying. Just saying. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, if there are any EverQuest veterans out there, uh, you'll know all about public dungeons. The dynamic of being saved by a stranger when you're taking on too many en- enemies in is what MMOs are all about. And the fact that we don't see them in most modern MMOs is a sad affair. Elder Scrolls Online game director Matt Firer. <laughs> Furrer wants to change that. That's Quote, if it, I know. <laughs> if anybody's playing MMOGs uh, for a long time, they'll know that the very first generation had public dungeons, just like what I said. Um, he goes on to say, when you think back to the fun MMOG moments in the first generation, it's standing there terrified in an enclosed space, waiting for someone to come along and save you. We can't do that punitive gameplay that they did in those days, but we can put people together in places where they want to work with others. Ferrer said, uh, this is all part of the elder schools online online's focus on socializing. Ferrer wants to see players meeting each other in the game world, 
easier rather than just playing with their real life friends. Um, they're basically there's they're basically a space that's designed for people who are not grouped together to do, to go into a fight. Ferrer says it's a great place for people to connect with other players, and they're they're very important to us. Although we still have instanced private dungeons and end game raid dungeons for groups of up to six players too. And of course they do. Uh, each one of these public dungeons is soloable, which is kind of nice. However, and there there are a lot of them. But they're also dangerous. Uh-oh. <laughs> lots of creatures lots of creatures very close together. Basically, if you solo it, you'll need to find a place to heal. And then you might find another place, player there who's exactly like you and needs help. And then you can fall in together. You'll have met someone that hopefully you'll want to stick around with later on. Or someone you want to slap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is awesome. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is awesome news for the MMO, bringing back some of the features that were lost in making MMOs accessible to all. Should be a big sigh of relief for MMO fans. Meeting new players is supposed to be what MMOs are all about. So I thought that was pretty sick um, because that was something that I really liked back in my old uh, old MMO days. Was the was like, oh shit. I don't know what's going to happen. All of a sudden, somebody you don't know, da, 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 fucking comes in and kicks everybody's ass. You know, I, I mean, MMOs now have become so like, and I get it. I mean, they want to appeal to the casual gamer and stuff like that. And casual gamers, casual online gamers don't want to play with people they don't know. They want to play with their friends. You know, and, and you look at World of Warcraft, it's so like, this is my group, fuck off. You know, right. most of the time. So very, this is pretty cool. Very territorial. Yeah. So it's pretty cool, and, and it's more news from that Elder Scrolls um, online MMO, which I'm hoping does well, um, because it does hold a pretty heavy name on it. So that's that. <laughs> well, if you... It would seem that adding 3D as an excuse for uh, Paramount to delay the release of G.I. Joe 2, Retaliation, just five weeks before its release, didn't sit well with everyone. I have to agree. With a major studio pull a movie from theaters that close to its release date, there would have to be something major involved. Barring a national tragedy, films are generally delivered to theaters on time. Well, the deadline decided to dig in deep to find out some of the reasons that would delay a movie nine months when it was only five weeks out, and apparently... It had something to do with 3D, but it seemed that there some questions came into play in regards to the use of one of the original holdovers, Channing Tatum. Keep in mind that he was co-starred in the original film, and he was, he was mostly held out due to his eye candy appeal to women. However, since production has wrapped, he has had two back-to-back hits on his hands, The Vow and 21 Jump Street. Uh, now, and he was one of the he was the only one of the original actors that had signed to do a sequel. Well, now after production had began and trailer teaser trailers began to appear, you might have seen noticed that he wasn't shown quite a bit in a lot of those trailers. And here and they found out why. Spoiler alert: If you don't want to hear any of this, it's GI Joe. Who gives a shit? But <laughs> you know, if you don't want to hear, you can you know move past this. But while in while beginning of the film, while many of the characters are killed off in a way that filmmakers and the studio were able to reboot the series without you know redoing an origin story, it seemed Tatum was actually going to suffer the same fate fairly early on in the film. According to a um, according to a Paramount insider, in our first screening, the reaction from the audience was good, but the two big concerns: one, 
they didn't like the fact that Tate, um, Channing and The Rock didn't really have any time to develop a friendship before Channing died. And two, why wasn't it in, going to be in 3D? I really doubt the second one was in play, but you never know. Uh, but he said, we went back and shot another week with Channing to develop more of his story with The Rock, which made the film play out better. But we didn't have time to be in 3D. Um, so it's possible that now, maybe with some reshoots and stuff like that, he could actually live. So now everybody's like, well, is it really a spoiler? Because if it doesn't pop out that way, you know, uh, another thing, too, you can kind of tell that Paramount didn't have a whole lot of of uh, confidence in this, especially given the fact that John Carter, Battleship, all these high budget movies seem to fail miserably this past couple of weeks in the box office. Mm-hmm. Also, Men in Black 2, I mean, Men in Black 3 um, suffered from lack of appeal. Hell, DVD sales of Men in Black 2 aren't doing that great. Yeah, so it oh. just it just seems to... to and also, too, the same weekend that that movie was going to be released, they were going to release Channing Tatum's other movie called Magic Mike, where he is as a male stripper. And they felt that, you know, as opposed to seeing him killed off in an action movie, most people would probably just see him being a stripper. So, yeah. yeah. So that whole, oh, yeah, we want to, you know, do it in 3D because China and Russia, they're building these things. It's going to look cool. And it's like, no, you're going to kind of give yourself some some breathing room right there. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, and you know, when I saw that, I was like, going, "Yeah." I I'm, originally, when I heard about that, I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's because Battleship and John Mars and all that stuff." You know, really was probably doing the um, doing the. Oh shit! Should we even bother showing this one? What else can we show? Exactly. <laughs> what can we re-release that will make more money than those two movies? <laughs> they should have been like, "Oh wait, the Avengers is releasing this year. I'm gonna push it to 2013." Yeah. Yeah. That would be like, what? Yeah. You know, it's like, well, let's see, this is, uh, yeah, Paramount would be like, hmm, we made a lot of money on the Avengers. We're going to re-release the Avengers again. I wouldn't be surprised. They did it with The Lion King. That's true. I but in surprised. the same summer. I know. You saw, it, you saw it in May. Now watch it again in July. I'd see it, dude. I know. There'd be so many people who's like, it blew out all the movies again. <laughs> bitches be bitches. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. So anyway, uh, Ubisoft's Ubisoft's Ghost Recon Future Soldier is the type of game a lot of people are going to be looking forward to playing, obviously. The first-person shooter genre has a lot of great franchises, but the Ghost Recon games, um, actually, I mean Tom Clancy games, I'm sorry, um, stand out as one of the best, as long as you don't have any real-life friends to play with. Uh, yeah. Ubisoft has addressed some misinformation from various online retailers, um, including Ubisoft's very own Ubisoft, Ubishop, uh, claiming future... <laughs> Ubisoft's very own Ubisoft. <laughs> it's, it's, there's so too many Ubis going on. Um, <laughs> claiming Future Soldier included split-screen co-op. Apparently, it doesn't. Uh, quote, quote, quote it's like i'm drunk um well you are irish so right um we've been made aware of the presence of outdated information on ubi shop and several retailer sites start stating split screen cooperative play is available in ghost recon future soldiers campaign ubisoft forum forum manager evil pixie gur (laughs) said (laughs) in an update on ubisoft's forums he goes on to say we have ensured the information has been updated on the sites affected by this. This doesn't directly say anything, but basically it doesn't have it. Um, 
this is an interesting feature to leave out of a first-person sh- shooter yeah. title. I understand. <laughs> I understand that more and more people are playing with online communities, either on the PSN, Xbox Live, or the PC. But not having this feature seems like it's going to upset a lot of people. We can only hope that split-screen co-op is added on in the future for those that care to use it. It's kind of like saying, we know we know you don't have people over to play video games anymore. It's like, it, come on. It's dude. basically saying, like, we know you don't have friends. We know yeah. you don't have any real-life friends that you can. And I will, I, will, I will admit, most people nowadays, they just play on the online communities, and that's fine. Right. But also... Most gamers have these enormous television sets. Yeah. You know, and they have yeah, their so friends there, over there, parties and shit. Yeah, there's no reason why you couldn't have a split screen. I mean, you got a 60-inch television. You know, you it, that would look fucking sweet. It's like have, a fucking 280-inch projector on my garage door, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> you, know, you know the screen that they used to have to drive in? That's my TV, bitch. You can, you can see my Halo matches from space, motherfucker. <laughs> That's like that's like saying, yeah, you know, the new Mario Kart is not going to have co-op, co- uh, co-op split screen. Like, wait, what? Right? It, I mean, it would be one thing if it was for, like, an adventure game or an action game, right. but a first-person shooter, dude, come on. <laughs> I know. It's like, what are we doing? <laughs> it's like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Don't be a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so... We got some, uh, actually some new releases that I thought were notable. Actually, we both thought were notable. Just so you guys know, uh, I know all the other podcasts, we always give you this laundry list of new releases for games and movies and Netflix and stuff like that. Um, we're going to mention just stuff on the podcast now that we think is interesting. But if you want a complete list, go ahead to the lazygeeks.com and check out the laundry list, the complete an unannotated yeah. laundry list on Sundays. There's gonna be two posts. Yeah, you're gonna um, see mine in the morning, which usually will have Netflix streaming, things that are coming out to movies, as well as uh, DVD releases and a lot of DVD releases. Right. Uh, even stuff that I couldn't even, you know, that was like, oh well, I can't put it on the podcast because we only have 90 minutes. And yeah. then uh, Adam's posting another one at noon. And what you got on that one? For for your gaming releases. And full list of comics. And by full, I mean full, uh, courtesy of um, comiclist.com. That puts the, the shit. <laughs> right. And the cool thing the cool thing about this way of doing it is, one, we can save some time in the, on the podcast. We can just talk about what we think is cool. And then also, you're going to have a much more thorough list with every little friggin' thing on, on the list. Yeah. Um, the comics list is insane long. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, so is the um, so is the um, Netflix Instant View because I found this uh, courtesy of InstantWatcher.com. They have a laundry list of everything that comes out day to week. So it's a long, it's a it's huge like my no, um, <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's pretty big. No, um, <laughs> no, but you can get you get to see everything and and, and just really kind of look down and go, oh god, they have they have that on there. I mean, we'll pick some stuff that we like and mention it now. But yeah, if you want the complete um, complete list, check Sundays. It's going to be a weekly thing for the gaming list. Usually appears around noon Pacific time, and my uh, movies ones posts around nine Pacific time so uh definitely be checking that out every sunday and mine's at uh noon right yeah, yeah noon yeah noon there you go all right so a couple of notable releases this week prometheus comes out on friday which <sighs> i'm going to see that this weekend 
I'm I, seeing reviews. I'm seeing reviews saying that it was good, but it it, it doesn't have the uh, the awesome power that Alien did when it came out. But I didn't expect it to. Well, no, because one, you're dealing. Alien was a ve- very much a box sh- movie. Like it didn't go that that big. Like I mean, you look at the you're scale, just in a little ship. Yeah, you look at the scale of Prometheus. You know, it, you're just you know, it's you're just going to be like, ooh, the spectacle. But I, I think too many people are too many people are going to equate it to. Alien, and I, and I think that's always kind of a downside for critics, but I, I, I definitely want to see it. Game over, man. <laughs> I was Love watching it. I was watching Hatfield and McCoy's this week on the History Channel. I was, was watching that shit too. That was uh, I loved it. I thought that it was, was awesome. Uh, yeah. But yeah, every time I saw Bill Paxton, I kept wanting to go. Game over, man. I don't know if you <laughs> saw this or not, but we just got our asses kicked. You know. <laughs> Game over, man. <laughs> Uh, I still say that. I'll say that to my kids, like when they slip up. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean I can't play the Xbox? Game over, man. <laughs> uh, uh, if you didn't catch it in theaters, which most likely you didn't, <laughs> right? You can actually, uh, you can. Oh, I don't even know why you want to buy it. You might be able to download it in a torrent. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? We're talking about John Carter on Blu-ray. I think this is one of those movies that will do a little bit better on the Blu-ray release. I think so too because I think more people will be inclined. Okay, Netflix it or you know, oh, well, it's only on sale for like five bucks. I should, uh, I can. And it's one of those movies that like <laughs> cats that have the big TVs and yeah. they'll be like, oh, I'll throw this one on, you know. Yeah, because because more people are more when you have a movie that's out on DVD. I think people are more. Uh, liberal as far as their viewing like what they'll they'll rent or what they'll you know what they'll see because as opposed to spending you know eighty thousand dollars just to you know go to the movies exactly um, so but uh one notable for me one of my favorite movies Smokey and the bandit on blu-ray you know what quick uh fail fact for me i've never seen Smokey and the bandit uh, i don't reynolds. even know what it's i don't even know what it's about Burt reynolds that's all you need to know I'm only I'm only 27 years old. <laughs> it's Burt Reynolds. That's no excuse. The mustache <laughs> and the Trans Am. Uh, uh, Burt Reynolds <laughs> in Sally, every movie. In every movie, yeah. Uh, Burt Reynolds, Sally Field, Jackie Gleason. Uh, just uh, overall movie bandit. He's one of those guys that a lot. That, basically, his character is one of those guys that attracts all the cops' attention, so those um, so his trucker friend can speed and get. You know, and do all this stuff to to you know get his shipments and stuff wherever he needs to go. So he drags all the cops' attentions by speeding and kind of be you know basically being a bandit. And Jackie Gleason, Sally Field is supposed to marry Jackie Gleason's son, but she bails on the son at the wedding, jumps into the bandit's car, uh, takes off. So he goes after them, and oh, it's just it's fucking hilarious. I love that movie. It's awesome. Uh, check it out, dude. Yeah, I might pick up this Blu-ray because I've only heard good things about this movie. Yeah, I mean, one Burt Reynolds. That's really done and done. I mean, you know, I'll put, I'll, I'll buy that big poster of him too, where he's naked on the, on the bare skin or whatever. Just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think every man should have a photo of himself in that position, just, <laughs> just to have. Like a That's boss. my screensaver, dude. <laughs> right. And then the only, the only one I added. Because <laughs> I thought it was hilarious, it was the uh, DLC pack for The Sims 3, Katy Perry's Sweet Treats. Yeah, so, she does. <laughs> first of all, yeah, the title alone makes you go, huh? Um, so it adds it's you porn. <laughs> I know. Um, it adds. It actually adds a considerable amount of content to the game, um, but it's all in that weird, that music video she did with Snoop Dogg style. Like oh, everything yeah. looks like candy. 
you know, and, and then um, it adds like three locations you can go to. It's pretty dope, but you have to really dig Katy Perry style to to really get into it. And the only thing I dig about Katy Perry is what's underneath the weird clothes that she wears. So, <laughs> I mean, let's keep it real to keep it real. You know what I mean? Let's keep it real to keep it real. That's right. <laughs> keep it real to keep it real. All, All right. right. So we are – now we're going to do comics. Now I just want to make a note. Comics is Art. staying the same yeah. um, because our – like for me, exa- for example, I really only read superhero comic books. So I don't want to neglect the other releases. Right. So we decided to keep comics as a laundry list. Yeah. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> So in DC Comics, um, if I don't say the no, oh, fuck it, I'll just say the number. Um, <laughs> yeah, because there's quite a few different. Yeah, stuff. Action Comics number ten, um, Animal Animal Man number ten, Batman Archives Volume Eight Hardcover, Batman Detective Comics Volume One Faces of Death Hardcover. I had to say it like that. <laughs> Batwing number ten, Before Watchmen Minute number one of six. Um, before. Before. Oh, I put that twice. Yeah. Uh, Detective Comics number 10, Dial H number 2. That should be just as shitty as the first one. <laughs> um, DMZ Volume 12, The Five Nations of New York Trade Paperback. Earth 2 number 2. Uh, Ferris number 4. Um, GI Combat number 2. Green Arrow number 10. Green Lantern Corps. Re- Revolt of, Alf- of Alpha Lanterns Trade Paperback. iZombie. Um, iZombie. <laughs> iZombie. Um Justice League number one. This is the Jim Lee and Scott Williams eighth printing uh, variant cover. I know. Um, Justice League International number 10. Looney Tunes number 207. Um, Night Force number four of seven. Red Red Lanterns number 10. Red Lanterns volume one. Blood and Rage trade paperback. Scooby-Doo, where are you? Number 22. Smallville um, season 11 number two. The Doing the same thing they did with Buffy, continuing it um, on with comics. Yeah. Stormwatch number 10. Swamp Thing number 10. Sweet Tooth number 34. And World's Finest number two. I, oh, actually, World's Finest was actually pretty good. I like that. I, I still haven't read it. I completely forgot I had it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I I read it and actually I actually liked it a lot. Um, <laughs> we're gonna next year we're gonna be like Justice League number one, one hundred and thirty eighth printing variant cover. <laughs> Seth MacFarlane variant cover. <laughs> you know, it's like what? What the fuck? Simpson uh, style variant cover. <laughs> that would I, I would buy that one actually. I would too. I would too. All right, on the Marvel list, uh, Age of Apocalypse number four, Avengers Academy thirty one, Avengers versus X Men number five of twelve, Dark Avengers one seventy five, Defenders seven, Fury Max number three, Hit Girl number one of five, Hulk fifty three, Iron- Invincible Iron Man five eighteen, Journey into Mystery six thirty nine. Marvel's uh, The Avengers Black Widow Strikes, number three of three. Mighty Thor Annual, number one. Toy Story, four of four. Ultimate Spider, Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, number 11. Uncanny X-Men, number 13. Winter Soldier, number six. And X-Factor, number 237. Also, because of last week, we didn't have the podcast. Uh, if you haven't picked it up yet, the Doctor Who Star Trek Assimilation mm-hmm. came out last that. week. Yeah, I'm going to be doing a, I'm going to be doing a review on that tomorrow yeah. for Monday. The art style is interesting. I like it, but at first I was like, "What? It looks like it's painted. <laughs> like it's yeah. it's just kind of dope." Yeah, know. it was all on canvas. We did everything on canvas. Yes, yes, <laughs> classy. Uh, how about I do Dark Horse, and then you can do Dynamite. 
Dark Horse, we've got Gru versus Conan, number one of four, and Neon Genesis, Avalion. Uh, the, oh shit. The uh, <laughs> Shinji. Kari Rising Shin, Project. Isn't it Shinhi or Shin, Shinhi? No, Shinji. It's Shinji. Kari Rising Project Volume 11 twa- Trade Paperback. I don't want any comments on how I mispronounced that name. I know I mispronounced it. He doesn't want any comments because he clearly does not give a fuck. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so uh, in Dynamite, it's Boys Number 67, Boys Volume 11 Over the Hill with the Swords of a Thousand Men trade paperback. Shit. Um, <laughs> Jungle Girl Om- Om- Omnibus Volume 1 trade paperback. Lone Ranger Number 6. Panth- Panther? 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 What? Really, dude? <laughs> it's ER at the end. Come on. <laughs> Panther number one, um, Prophecy number one of seven, Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time, The Eye of the World, number 26, Spider number two, Voltron Year One, number three, Zorro Rides Again, number 10 of 12. In IDW, we have 30 Days of Night, number eight, uh, Danger Girl Revolver, trade paperback, Doctor Who, two, volume four, As Time Goes By, trade paperback, Doctor Who Classic Series, four, number five of six. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Dash 1852. Uh, we've got Dungeons and Dragons Volume 1, Shadow Plague, Trade Paperback, G.I. Joe 14, G.I. Joe A Real American Hero 179, G.I. Joe Cobra Commander Volume 1, Trade Paperback, <laughs> G.I. Joe Old Residence Home. <laughs> <laughs> G.I. Joe, where are they now? G.I. Joe True Hollywood Story. <laughs> Infestation 2, Volume 1, Trade Paperback, Popeye number 2, tra- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Color Classic number 2, and Trio number 2. And in Image, Activity Volume 1, Trade Paperback, Artifacts number 18, Creator-Owned Heroes number 1, Darkness number 100, Epic Kill, that sounds cool, number 2, Hack Slash number 16, Liberty Meadows Sunday Collection Volume 1 hard, Hardcover, Morning Glories number 19, Mudman number 4, Secret number 2, Spawn number 220, Spawn 20th Anniversary Collectors Special number 1, Super Dinosaur number 11, Thief of Thieves number 5, Walking Dead Volume 16, A Larger World Trade Paperback, Witchblade number 152, Witchblade Rebirth Volume 1, Unbalanced Pieces Trade Paperback. Boom! Done. All right. Thank you. Good night. No, just yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, so this is, you know, we we talked about this earlier about the whole pre-registration at Comic Con, and and this can kind of even go with the open registration now, where everybody has to sign up and have a member's ID, you know, just to buy a ticket. Um, and I know there's a lot of people out there that complain about is it fair? It's not fair, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And I kind of wanted to get Adam's kind of view on what is it fair isn't it fair and you know what do you think is fair like you know what (laughs) it's such a funny it's such a funny thing because comic-con is so so huge it's so big (laughs) so many people want to go yeah there is no possible way of doing it where everyone will think it's fair it's like politics at this point you know, not everyone's going to 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 be okay with it. Right. Personally, I think the way they did it is just one way of doing it. I don't think it's unfair or fair. It's just what they felt was a logical way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, people are going to be clawing at people over people to get a ticket. Right. You know, so <laughs> I was thinking about this this week too. There's really no way of doing it that I can see 
where it's not going to be a clusterfuck. Yeah. Like it's just going to be a massive clusterfuck. That's actually right. a perfect word for it. Yeah. What well, were your what were your feelings, man? Well, like because yeah, because I think what is it like thirty thousand people or something like that every year that go to Comic Con, and, and that's, it's more it's more every year. Yeah, like more and more people go. Yeah, and they they try to streamline it to get a, a few uh, a few more people because yeah, there is a thing called a fire code. You know, they they if you can't if you fill up a certain room, they have to stop and not let people in there. Yeah, and you guys might might not think that's important until there's a fucking fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, until you get, you know, you get one of the actors and they go, fuck you, burn this bitch. And then, you know, then everybody's running for the door. And guess what? Not everybody can get out the door. So haven't you seen my movie? <laughs> burn this motherfucker down. Yes, they deserve to die. And I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but. You know, for me, it's like I always see people. I mean, when it's a system malfunction, like like the the whole to get tickets for 2011 was was a major clusterfuck because Comic Con knew that it was getting bigger and getting bigger. When it's a system breakdown, when when you're you're only on it for like 10 minutes and then the whole thing crashes because you're ill prepared, that's something on their side. Um, yeah. But when it, it comes down to <laughs> we sold out, guys. I mean. Do you get a tickets to every concert you go to, to every prize fight? Little Wayne couldn't get tickets to go see the was it the Thunder versus uh, uh, Thunders versus the Spurs. Now he's all pissed off because they didn't seem to want me there. No shit, nobody wants you there, Little Wayne. But anyway, yeah, no uh, one wants you on Earth. <laughs> but anyone important, anyway. Yeah, uh, but that's the thing, and, and you know, regardless of whatever happens, you know. It, it, I don't think everybody will see it as fair. That's the whole thing. It goes back to like you know that whole Mass Effect three thing. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we didn't like this game, so you need to change the ending. Well, changing the ending isn't going to make it better for some people that don't that don't like the way that they ended up ending it, or you know the extra content that they put in there. You know, you you can't. And I think with Comic Con, they're trying to say like I think they're trying to appease people, saying like, well, what do you think is fair? Everybody's going to put something that they think is fair to them, but yet when it doesn't work out in their favor, they're going to still get pissed off. You didn't do it right. Yeah, you exactly. Didn't do it right, because you didn't get a ticket. They're and, just nerd raging. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. And it, it, they're blowing it. The the media and whoever's talking, they're just blowing it out of proportion. They didn't get a fucking ticket, and most likely they didn't get a ticket because they didn't wake up early enough. Yeah. I think they, because they they decided to roll out of bed at eleven thirty in the fucking morning, you know it's like come on. Yeah, and and you know I I think, and you know I've always been critical of Comic Con. You go to all the posts for last year, you know you you, you see me <laughs> being quite quite cynical about them. And and because well, last year was fucking bullshit. Yeah, where you had three times just to get through the first round of of tickets, yeah. you know and. Uh, yeah, like in November. I'd rather go through the I'd rather go through the fucking Hunger Games than go through that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, and, and but when you get past that and you start getting into some of this stuff, it really to me it was just like you know I think this year we didn't have a major crash. You know they didn't you know people got in tickets. You waited in queue to get through, I, and I think a lot of times it's luck of the draw. I mean you know it's it, you know if you get to it's like going to one of those Comic Con panels. You think oh I'll get there like four hours before the thing. And yeah, people that camp there overnight, they're gonna get in before you. We're looking at you, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, 
were there fucking early, and yeah. that line was stretching, stretching dude. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, remember, uh, well, remember that night when we came back. I think it was when we went to go see that Captain America premiere, and then there were people already like lined for Torchwood, which was that mm-hmm. next morning was like right there, and there were already people camped out sleeping in line. And we see how far that show went. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just being a dick. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, you know, and, and it's so, you know, I I personally don't think there's gonna there there isn't a magic bullet unless they just keep printing off tickets until people get them, you know. I yeah. mean, and and I I know that it's gotten worse because when I went to Comic Con that I think it was 2010 with uh with Allie for the first time, we got tickets in like February, and we got three of the four days. Yeah, and uh, then and see a- my my way of getting my ticket was really easy. I had Steve pay for it and buy it for me, <laughs> so that really worked out. Yeah, it was actually a Christmas gift. Was it Christmas gift or I think it was Christmas. Yeah, it was a Christmas gift. gift. And uh, so yeah, that's the best way to do it, friends. Yeah, Just yeah. If you really want to, <laughs> if you really want somebody to be like, "Yo, man, you got your ticket to Comic Con." That. Yeah. Okay. Done and yeah. done. Done. Yeah, it's like it's the if same. you if you really want to go, <laughs> you know what you need to do. But that's what it's about. You, you need to you need no no I'm not I'm not joking oh, around anymore. Oh. If if you really if you really want to go to Comic Con, you know you need to get up early, and you know you need to have your finger on that fucking mouse, and you need to be ready to go. You can't just be wander over to the fucking computer and do it. Yeah. You know, it, it's just. You gotta have your shit together, and I guarantee more than half of the people did not have their shit together. Because yeah. if you think about it too, I mean, you're not just getting people that want to go to Comic Con, like people that always complain about, like, oh, I wish they would let the fans go. Do you know how many fans are actually at Comic Con? Like, I, I went. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, it's like I've always wanted to go to Comic Con. I went two years in a row, and I'm a fan. And going there is there. It's not just America, or it's not just California. It's it's the fucking world. I mean, how many languages did we hear while we were standing in line? Too many. Some of them were made up languages. I heard Klingon. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I mean, it was, was interstellar visitors there, man. I mean, you see the 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 Japanese samurai uh, stormtroopers walking around. And, you know, there there were people all over the world that come to this thing. They come from all around. Uh, you know, there are people that bought their plane tickets and made their hotel reservations on the hopes that they get Comic Con tickets. Exactly. You know, so you got to kind of think of the bigger picture. And you know what? You may not. You may think that everybody is not as big of a fan as you are. You want to know something? Everybody is. There's mm-hmm. something there for everyone. So you need to you, you need to quit your bitching and just try harder next year. And yeah, if you were if you were that big of a fan, you would have been up early enough yeah. to get the fucking ticket. Yeah. You know, and I mean, sometimes you just, you know, you're asked out, but I mean. Don't, don't go to Starbucks. Okay, I'm going to get tickets. I'm going to go to Starbucks and use their Wi-Fi. No, no, no. You need to be, when I. When you I need got, to be on a dedicated T1 line, <laughs> motherfucker. When I got, when I got uh, because I had to get, because last year I got tickets for, what was it, for me, Allie, you, and John. And I got, I, I knew I was going to get all four, but before the site crashed, I managed to get tickets for Allie and myself, and then it crashed. And then I ha- and I was up at what was it supposed to be like nine in the morning East Coast time, so it was six in the morning here. So I'm up early at the computer, just like staring at it, it's fucking freezing in my house. I've got a blanket over me, and I'm just sitting there, going, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, you know. 
and it and eventually works. You know, you, you just have to make that commitment. You have to yeah. really get to be there. You can't just like, oh, I'll do it on my phone because that ain't going to work. I'll do it on my phone. Yeah. That's a buster. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I to me, I just don't think there's, there's no fair way. I mean, no. I think it's as fair as it can be. Yeah. You know, I mean, instead, you unless you have like, okay, death cage match for the last four tickets. No, I mean, but what, what is what isn't more fair, or what is more fair than you you go to buy the ticket, you have a certain a certain chance of getting it fast enough. Yeah. I mean, that's like two face fair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it just I don't know. It makes sense to me. Yeah. I know, but, uh, you know, and yeah, you get a lot of nerd hate going on where everybody's like, fuck this shit, man. I want, I should be able to get my ticket, you know, and, you know, they blame Comic-Con and, and say everything is dumb on them. I think this year was probably the most smoothest they had. And, you know, I mean, there was a reason San Diego fought to keep Comic-Con there. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's, it is such an experience. And if you do get to go, it is a very cool experience. I'll be writing a blog later as we get closer to Comic-Con saying some of the things you need to take with you and you mm-hmm. should do when you get to Comic-Con. Oh, I was going to tell you, I was reading up on that. Remember the buses? Uh, yeah. They're going to start running them 24 hours. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I was like, nice. That's dope. Yeah. We hit those clubs, baby, yeah. with the girlies. Dude, Saturday night was, ugh. There's just so many chicks around. And I had like I had like a couple pints of Guinness when we came because we went and saw the uh, – the Nerdist podcast live. Right, right. I don't think that was. I think that was Friday. Um, and I had a couple oh, no, pints of Guinness. The Sunday was. Oh, it was Saturday. Yeah. Well, what? Either way. <laughs> yeah. I had a couple pints of Guinness, so I'm kind of living life to the <laughs> fullest. And I'm just like looking around. What the fuck is going on? I know. It yeah, was too much. Yeah, because you because when you're when we came from the Nerdist podcast, you had to go through downtown all the. Because you have to remember. Not only is it Comic Con, you're in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> in July. <sighs> yeah, it, it's, it's a lot going on. You walk into. I like, didn't know. I didn't know skirts could be that high. That's, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Those were skirts. I thought they were little like Saras that go around. <laughs> They're just fucking Saran wrap. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> all anyway, right. I think it's time we hit to some douchebaggery. What do you think? So my my runner up is uh, is actually a follow up. Um, you guys might remember I talked about, um, well, I'm sure you heard of her in the news, uh, the woman in upstate New York who faked cancer um, to get to get donations so she could get her dream wedding. Um, yeah, I know. So an upstate New York woman, blah, 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 I just said that. Um, she wanted to go to the Caribbean for honeymoon. So she's, you know, a bitch. Um, she's being released after less than two months in jail. So... <laughs> Jessica Vega, 25, apologized Wednesday in court in Orange County, New York, for the scam. A prosecutor says she has paid back more than $13,000 to people she victimized. The judge then sentenced her to time served. Vega was arrested April 3rd and pleaded guilty to the scam three weeks later. Her lawyer says she'll be released later Wednesday. Um, from the, this is this is back. She's probably already out. Um, Vega claimed in 2010 that she was dying of leukemia. And wanted a dream wedding to Michael O'Connell, the father of her baby. Prosecutor said Vega raised thousands of dollars with her cancer story. Um, 2010, paying for a May 2010 wedding and a honeymoon to Aruba. After news of her plight spread, businesses such 
businesses such as a bridal dress shop and a restaurant donated to her cause. The Times Herald recorded, or I'm sorry, the Times Herald record of Orange County, New York, then reported that Vega's husband had called it four months after the wedding to accuse her of faking the illness. <laughs> the couple divorced over the incident, O'Connell told the paper. He wasn't charged in the matter. O'Connell, O'Connell says that Vega will live with his family after her release. So, basically, she's just a fucking bitch, dude. I mean, there's really nothing else to say. I mean, yeah. Not only does she, it's a scam, but to say you have cancer, dude, like yeah. that's fucked up. You yeah. Know? I, I didn't even have a honeymoon, this fucking bitch. You know, <laughs> you know, I found out that most people don't have honeymoons. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I found I forget the percentage, but most people don't have honeymoon because most people can't afford it. Yeah, that's true. That makes sense, especially in the economy now. Yeah. yeah. So fuck this bitch because I didn't get to go fucking. Well, she didn't get to go nowhere either. You didn't fucking go to jail. <laughs> yeah, she went to jail. How was that honeymoon? <laughs> How was that fucking jail time? Stupid bitch. <laughs> uh, Shit. Well, my runner-up this week was um, the cloud would always catch you. Uh, this is something that should get people to think twice about stealing an iPhone. Now. There is a law that is someone that everyone says is innocent until proven guilty. But given how this investigation turned out, you can guess that someone made a fatal error in judgment. We make jokes about the Apple's iCloud, but in some cases it can help, especially when your iPhone is lost. Disney Cruise hasn't had a good reputation in the last few years, and I'm sure it, this won't help. Ta- um, I'm sure it won't have a good taste in Katie McCaffrey's either. After having an amazing cruise at the end of her trip. I, her iPhone turned out to be missing and thought it would end up in the netherworld where missing phones and single socks end up. It, that didn't appear to be the case. Soon after, photos began turning up on McCaffrey's computer due to the automatic upload feature that is synced with her iCloud and iPhone. After contacting Disney and an investigation, an employee named Nelson was placed on administrative leave. Taking everything in stride, she began posting some of the pictures on her own Facebook page under My Stolen iPhone. Now, no one is sure whether the phone was stolen by, recovered, or sold to the person that took the photos, but receiving stolen goods is still a crime. So I guess there is something to be said about the Apple new, Apple's new OS 5 that has the auto-syncing feature in with iCloud. Uh, given that uh, my brother has an iPhone, this may be a good tool to recover your iPhone in the event of a theft or misplacement. We all know we all know that even criminals can't help but resist taking a picture of an i uh, on an iPhone and posting it on someone else's Facebook account. You can, <laughs> you can actually, if you go to the uh, website lizygeeks.com, you can see the uh, YouTube video from Mashable, and uh, they actually show some of the pictures that were taken on it. As oh my god, it was, you don't I don't they didn't say whether the person in the pictures is the actual person that's. You know, the, uh, Nelson, but uh, I, I don't know. I would probably say, yeah, probably. Yeah, if, <laughs> someone, if, someone gets, if someone gets your phone, too, they'll fucking post all your private shit. That's why you never keep sexy pictures on your phone. Yeah. Because they'll fucking just be like, <laughs> red edit and shit. You know, it's like, whatever. <laughs> oh, man. So our douchebag of the week is for anyone that didn't listen to us. <laughs> and okay. I'm talking about I would say anybody that didn't listen to us, anybody that didn't listen to the Lazy Geeks. 
Yes, right. Yeah. It amazes me these t- short attention span that people of these online sites have, especially when it comes to minor, minor plot points that they chose to overlook and come back months later talking about a surprise. I know how the game works, so it has uh, so it has to be a move to try to get people to check their stories out. So what am I talking about, you ask? Yes, someone is going to die in The Dark Knight Rises, and we discussed it a long time ago. Shortly yeah. after the third film began filming, there was speculation that someone was going to die in the third film. Someone close, but definitely not Batman, like some online sites have been suggesting. It, back in August of last year, I found a minor article floating around CBM, which is Comic Book Movies website, and that had Morgan Freeman Lucius's character meeting a violent end. To um, So to me, the rumor that people are, quote, in tears, end quote, at the end of Rises would seem to confirm those rumors. But the co- um, nonsensical idea that Christopher Nolan would somehow kill off Batman at the end of his run to tie up his storyline seems ludicrous at best. Why Nolan? Why, while Nolan may be a guy that defies conventionality, he knows that he has a major property and it will continue after he's gone. Not to mention the fact that in recent reviews, Christian Bale has been mentioning that he would come back if for a fourth film but many people seem to leave out the key phrase in that headline of the story, if Chris came to me. Bale is a smart <laughs> actor and isn't much cut out for, you know, the huge hype superhero movies like other actors like, you know, Chris Helmsworth or uh, Robert Downey Jr. However, Bale has some major faith in his director, Nolan, who l- likes to take these films in a more realistic direction. Providing that it is grounded in reality, it would be an interesting project for him. I think everyone is missing the point that Bale would come back if Nolan doesn't uh, – I think everybody – we would not come back if Nolan doesn't return. I don't truly think that he would give uh, give him enough money to come back with another director. It could turn into something like you know Batman Forever. To me, it just seems that the sites are trying to make, uh, trying to gain more and more hits on their sites by going to headline grabbing stories that sound um, that's um, then sus- something of substance. For us here, we look at it as a con- confirmation of a rumor that was picked up nearly ten months ago, and judging by the news reports. It could be correct. I think if you give readers a vote of confidence and thinking and in thinking their site is legit, they come become a reliable source on the internet. To simply entertain the n- thought that Nolan would kill off Batman would be ridiculous and too foolish to even throw up on your site. Your end of the lesson. You can't kill Batman. I know. First of all, I know. Some of these are like, oh, is he going to kill off? Batman? I'm like, really, guys? Really? It's so stupid. It's it is. Just, it, it's it's so they can say Batman dies on yeah. their little on their little tag, you know. So yeah. it's whatever, dude. Yeah, and then and then the fact like you know they're like oh you know oh the, and and the rumor had kind of gotten picked up a little bit, but a lot of people dropped it afterwards. And now oh people are you know the what are they getting um, people that are seeing like advanced previews of the film, you know they're saying oh the ending is really sad and and people are coming out crying and I guess insinuating that there's a death. Well, yeah, that kind of was mentioned, and you know what? Lucia's character isn't in the comic, so no. he it would make sense that he would die. So basically, just listen to us. Yeah. We'll uh, let you know what happens. Exactly. Okay? Yeah. Don't worry your pretty little head. We got you. Back. I hate that. And that's one thing – that's one thing – um, that's one thing that we we do here too is we'll post rumors, but we always say it's a rumor. 
Yeah. You know, like, we don't... To me, if, I don't like doing that shit. To me, if it's so ludicrous, that's why I wasn't posting anything about the whole Batman dying thing, because of the fact that it was just so stupid and so ludicrous to me, I wasn't going to waste my time and the reader's time. Right. You know, and I was like, let, let, let those guys that are... that that want to grab all those hits to, you know, value it to, to validate their advertising budget, let them deal with it. You know, I'm only going to deal with stuff that I know. And when this came out, this kind of looked confirmation, then I can say, Hey, look, we talked about this 10 months ago. So exactly. Oh, Hey, maybe I should listen to these guys. That's right. That's right. We got our shit together. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. So speaking of Batman, um, our epic person of the week and last week <laughs> um, <laughs> is Lego. So they did something so badass that we had to bring him for uh, for uh, after a week that we didn't even air. Yeah, that's right. Also, no one really did anything this week, so <laughs> you know. Step, pick, um, pick it up, guys. Yeah, <laughs> the late the Lego games the Lego games have been a staple of today's gaming landscape for a while now, and it's always nice to see a new one. The new Lego Batman Two superheroes, uh, changing superheroes in the title by the way, <laughs> uh, changing is changing the whole Lego video game formula with a few additions. First and foremost, the characters are talking in the trailer. There has there has never been a Lego video game with talking characters ever. That being said, it's safe to say it could be a make or break uh, feature to the game. The voice acting is spot on, then it will bring a whole new level of depth to the series. If the voice acting fails to impress, then it may drag the game down with it. Another game changer is the op- is the open world that is promised in the game. It seems Lego is inspired by the latest Gotham City and um, I'm sorry, in the latest uh, Arkham City and its rich open landscape. Uh, breaking away from linear gameplay will let players truly be the heroes they are controlling. An open world in a game also adds a whole lot more gameplay, which increases the replay value. Um, so Lego's the epic person because it's cool to see the Lego game stepping it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And the voice acting was cool. I mean, I, I, the trailer, which is on thelazygeeks.com. This is the first um, time they're doing voice acting. Usually it's... That's right. Yeah. And it's it's good. I mean, it, from the trailer, it's good. Yeah. Um, and everybody's in this fucking game. I mean, Batman, Superman's in it. It's it's nice. So check out the trailer on the Lazy Geeks. Um, it's just a shit. All right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, because I always remember. Yeah, like in the in the other games, they did they did they did the mouth moving, but the dialogue was all written out. That's cool. They're doing voice acting. That's a step up. Yeah. You know that costs. Like, and the so open money. and the. <laughs> The open, yeah, and the open world bit is sick. That is cool. Yeah, you know what I mean. So in a Lego game, that's got to be dope because yeah. Lego games have always been just linear as shit. Yeah, like you go from to one little area and you have to figure out how to open something, and then yeah. you go to the next area. So it's pretty should, cool. Yeah, that should be pretty cool. All right, so uh, a couple of site comments this week. We've got guy for Comic Con resale badges. You shouldn't post the link. Even though the resale is for, is for people with member ID only, it says so in your article. There is a possibility people without member IDs trying to click the link, clogging the system up. Um, I said that because it's, the comment sounded very pompous. Um, it did. Yeah. Uh, the sad part is, dude, is that everyone who actually, you know, signed up for everything was in the the link was released, so there was no way of keeping the link secret. Um, even people that I didn't apply, I didn't, I signed up for a member, but I never 
um, sent out for a ticket, I still got the email. So it's quite possible if your email was in the system, the link would have gone to you. And by posting the link, I posted the day before. And you know what? If you had a member ID and the email was screwed up, so what? You know what? To me, it's not going to clog up the system, dude. Uh, because the, the the simple fact, if you can't log into the account, it's not going to go anywhere. Done and done. So, no. I um, Try not to be a pompous, arrogant ass and uh, really think about it first. <laughs> uh, let's see. Wendy, NBC exec, takes on Dish Advertisers and Nielsen. Uh there's, there's a long comment, but the gist of it is basically talking about the whole Dish Hopper thing, uh, which Dish is kind of currently in the middle of a lawsuit from Fox, ABC, and I think it's NBC, uh, that he should embrace the future of TV through technology rather than disparage it. Uh, because uh, he goes, Ace, um, this person has found uh, that watch primetime shows on major networks uh, sometimes they have to work overtime, and uh, so they can't take, you know, they can't make it home to watch their favorite shows when they're on the air. So when they get home, they, you know, watch the recordings, and it's a bit of a perk that you can choose the um, auto hop and avoid commercials. Dish is making it easier for people to watch TV, and you know, and I'm not sure I'm not the only one grateful for this technology. And uh, he agrees that if Haberg and crew doesn't jump on the bandwagon, they'll be left in the dust. And to me, the auto the auto skip feature is doing something that most people do anyway. I, I yeah. really don't see how it's infringing on quote unquote copyright because they say now it makes it look like a pirated copy. And and the real crutch of it is and and this came out in one of the articles. I think it was either. Hollywood Reporter or Deadline noted that you know how Amazon and iTunes show copies without commercials? They mm-hmm. pay the networks for it. Yeah. So that's what it comes down to. They're doing something for you that they're not paying the networks to do. Because they're offsetting the cost that they're losing on right. not putting advertisements on. Yeah. But it, so, if it's your co- to me, it's, it's your copy at home. Who gives a shit? I know. You know, it, it, to me, it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense. And the last one. <laughs> <laughs> so this dude named Yao Busta, which is kind of a cool name, um, <laughs> commented on my like year old article. Um, Skyrim isn't the only thing in Skyrim, it seems. Um, and he put fake and gay. End quote. <laughs> See, for me, I I took this as 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 a real like. Uh, I, I took this as a positive message because it really probably took Yo Busta a lot of guts to admit that he's fake and gay, mm-hmm. and and that should be applauded and not not so much ridiculed because it takes a lot to admit that you know the the commenter is fake and gay. Yeah, and I mean Green Lantern's gay. Now. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So, so yeah, and but to you know it's hard for people to admit that I'm fake. You know, it's like uh, you know you know what I'm just gonna throw it out there I'm fake and gay. And that, you know, more power to you. You know, it's almost a golf clap, you know, almost like a almost a golf clap there. Right. Or or you can do the Chang suspend clap. Nice. <laughs> but yo, Busta, you keep you keep on being fake and gay, man, because we, we got yeah. your back. We got your back on that. And basically, in all seriousness, your name makes sense. So <laughs> um, 
That's all I gotta say <laughs> That's about all it. Got to say for that. <laughs> like if if you're gonna leave a comment, like I don't mind if people don't like what I write. I don't Speak give a fuck. Relevant. But I don't mind. Yeah, tell me what they like, say. Speak up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't be a bitch. You know. <laughs> I know. Fake it's, it gay. Yeah, because I looked at it I, in all caps, by the way. Yeah, all, in caps. all caps. All caps, because that means he's shouting it. Fake and gay. Fake and gay. It's Skyrim. Okay, one. How is it gay and how is it fake? It's Skyrim. <laughs> that, that's, that's what I don't get. It's like, wait, what? You're talking about Skyrim is fake and gay? You're gonna have a lot of people that hate you. You must be to, you must be fun at parties. Maybe <laughs> what I was talking about in the article was fake or something. But when I wrote the article, wasn't fake. Everyone was talking about it. I have to go back because after I wrote the article, I fucking forgot about it, and I stopped. <laughs> was, you know, it was done in like August of 2011, I think. Shit. Yeah. I was a different person back then, man. <laughs> you were a woman back then. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Busta. Oh, man. All right. Well, before we head out, we want to remind you all, if you want to read more about these uh, these stories and that we talked about, you can check out – you can check them all out on the website, thelazygeeks.com. Again, you can get the complete uncut list of new releases this week on thelazygeeks.com. Every Sunday, you can check that out. Also, um, our contributors putting up that uh, podcast feature of the week every Wednesdays. Got to check it out there too. Uh, you can check out my personal blog, when did this happen to me? wordpress.com. Uh, be sure to like us on Facebook and add us to your circle on Google Plus or Google Plus page. Believe it or not, it actually isn't a barren wasteland out there. There's actually quite a few people. You know what? The that, Google Plus is kind of sick because it has a nerdier crowd, dude. Yeah, it does. It really yeah. does have a nerdier crowd. Oh, did you see that new uh, locals thing on the on Google Plus page? Uh-uh. Yeah, the, if you go, you know where you have like on the features you have like uh, circles and events and stuff. Underneath mm-hmm. that you have local and it'll bring up all the shit that's going on locally. That's dope. Yeah. That'd be dope if I if I had time to leave my house and do fun <laughs> shit. Yeah. No, what you could do is you can click on it and think, God, if I didn't have a family and wife and 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 shit that just prevented me from having fun, I could be going here. That's right. Yeah. But don't do it when you're drinking and have a weapon in the house. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I kill all of you and myself. I'll do a I'll do a desk pop. <laughs> there you go. I've never done one of these before. He was so convincing. I love that. Uh, I just did an apartment pop. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but yeah, you can go ahead and uh follow, and add us to your circle on Google Plus. Uh, also, uh, go ahead and follow us on Twitter, at the Lazy Geeks, one word. You can follow me, at Lazy underscore Nomad. You can follow Adam over there when he's on, at Lazy underscore Sapien. <laughs> <laughs> you can even email us at thelazygeeks at gmail.com. Subscribe to our YouTube page because, you know, um, I'm going to try to get in to do some more vlogs and stuff. But we are um, putting up trailers and things along that line. So, you know, I have featured trailers or the newest trailer that comes up there. You can check out our playlist of trailers, game trailers, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the Lazy Geeks theme is provided by the talented Kevin McLeod. So it's about time for us to check out. So please be sure to comment on this or any podcast on either iTunes or the website, thelazygeeks.com. Tell us the good, the bad, and the sexy. And be sure to leave a comment because if you do, we just may read it on the podcast. You know, being fake and gay. Woohoo! Uh, <laughs> uh, remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. So until next week, a peace out. Uh, uh.